I still can't tell my story up close, like it was me in it, breathing the tangled wisteria on the fence posts of Burl, Texas. There are times I still can't bear to say it was me. The movie of my life continues to flash before me, painful episode by painful episode, like a malevolent comic strip. I get real close to retelling my story, where the screen and I coincide somehow, and that only when Camilla and I are across from each other, a jug of sweet tea between us in that comfortable place called friendship. It's Camilla who keeps me honest, who reaches for my wrist when a tear slips through. It hurts, she says. The memories hurt. She reminds me that I survived the story, and her presence reminds me of its horrid validity. Reminds me in a kind, wild way that this is my story, and that I cannot run from being Maranatha, no matter what I wish. Uncle Zane's stroke changed the landscape of Maranatha's life four years ago today. She was thirteen then, gangly, with a sinew will of her own, a will she badgered herself about as she pumped her bike toward the scene of her selfishness. He had looked a bit off when she pestered him. His silvery hair, normally combed and parted in the exact same place, sat unkempt, his part like a winding burl road. Camilla and me, well, we want to go to the fair. Can you drive us, please? No, he'd shouted, an odd outburst for such a quiet man. Come on, Uncle Zane, everyone will be there. Besides, Camilla promised we'd shoot the fair, ride every single ride from the merry-go-round to the zipper. This year I promised her I'd do it without getting sick. Maranatha remembered every word she spoke to him that day. Every single stupid word. I said no. Three words. The last three she'd hear him say for a very long time. She had almost turned to go in a teenage huff, but she lingered long enough to see him sit down in the parlor, bend forward, pressing palms to temple. We'll ride our bikes, she said. I'll be back later. Her words stung even as she said them, particularly because Uncle Zane, the usually reactionless man, looked up at her with a pleading sort of look in his blue eyes, a look that said, Please stay. She left him there in the parlor. When she found him that night in the same parlor, he lay prostrate, face kissing the oriental rug, arms and legs outstretched like he was making a prone snow angel. Wake up! She heard her voice wail. But he didn't. Maranatha Winningham. You'd think the name would roll off her tongue, that it would undulate like lazy East Texas hills. Not today. As she pumped the pedals of her overused ten-speed in the summer of 1987, she staccatoed her name. Mara, Natha, winning, ham. Mara, Natha, winning, ham. Over and over until there lay more road behind her than loomed before her. Penance. 
she had heard the word from Bishop Rennie, something about trying to make things right by abusing yourself, said Jesus took all that away. But she knew Jesus would say something different to her considering how she nearly killed Uncle Zane because of her selfishness. Every year and several times in between, she pedaled the route she and Camilla had pedaled that day. The more her shirt clung to her body in a sticky embrace, the better she liked it.